Hello and welcome to the Pediatric Network. My name is Mike Marinas. I am your host here for Everything Pediatric. So today we are going to be speaking with Dr. Uh, Vandana Patel. How are you, Doc? I'm, I'm good. How are you, Doctor? I'm doing very, very well. So we're going to be talking today with Doc about hypertonia. But first, let me give you a little bit of, of a background as to who it is that we're speaking with. So Dr. Wandana Patel has a master's in neurosciences, pediatrics. She's an assistant professor at SS Agrawal Physiotherapy and Medical Care uh, Education. She's also a blogger, uh, and she blogs at tinyyears.blogspot.com. And I urge you to go and check out that blog. There is some phenomenal stuff there. She talks about Wilson syndrome. She talks about congenital hand development issues, a developmental coordination disorder, which was one that really got me. Um, one that she does talk about is hypotonia, which is what we're about to talk about today. So thank you very much for joining us, Doc. Thank you so much. First, if we know what is muscle tone, then it would be better to understand the abnormalities which happens in like hypotonia or hypertonia or whatever you take as a dystonia, okay? So there are the three, these three categories that can happen if the muscle tone is abnormal, okay? So first of all, what is muscle tone? Muscle tone is nothing but a passive resistance which is felt by the muscle, okay? So in the normal stage, when the muscle is resting, there is some kind of a passive muscle resistance when felt in all the muscles present over the body, right? Now, whenever there is some abnormality which is going at the CNS, that is the central nervous system level or your peripheral nervous system level, your muscle tones might get deferred, okay? And there are three categories that can happen. That is your hypertonia, that is your hypertonia or your dystonia can happen. What is hypertonia? I would discuss uh, in a brief regarding hypertonia. So whenever your, you know, pyramidal system, that is the one kind of a C CNS, part of a CNS, which is related for the, uh, you know, fluctuating the tone. And that is, a, that is called as the cerebral cortex, okay? So that's the pyramidal system, uh, which is involved when there is hypertonicity. Hypertonicity is nothing but increase in the tone of a muscle. So your muscle feels, you know, tight or the muscle feel rigid. Okay. Uh, so that is like increase in the tone of a muscle. Coming to today's topic, that is hypotonia. And hypotonia is related to the extrapyramidal system of the body. Okay. Of your CNS. So what is extrapyramidal system? But your cerebellum, that's the part of a brain which is involved when the child or when the adult ends up having hypotonia, okay? Hypotonia is nothing, reduction in the muscle tone. So in this kind of a condition, what you feel is there is less kind of a muscle resistance, which is lesser compared to the normal resistance and which is, uh, not, which is not normally seen in most of the population. Currently, hypotonia is worldwide issue and most of the kids are affected with the hypotonia in the category of cerebral palsy. Yesterday, it was a cere national cerebral palsy day for India. Okay, so it is wonderful to talk regarding cerebral palsy over here and the specific type of cerebral palsy uh, which is related to the hypotonia that is hypotonic cerebral palsy in which 
the children end up having uh, the muscles which are flaccid in tone which are like or low in tone and because of that they end up having postural instabilities okay reduction in the tone can be because of multiple reason it can be because of the problem in your central nervous system or it can be a problem in your peripheral nervous system okay so depending upon the hypotonia or uh, you know the involvement of a brain structure or the bodily structure the hypotonia can be divided into three types okay so here we'll discuss some three types which is the commonest type of a neonatal hypotonia so the first one is the central hypotonia and that's the most common one i would say and uh, in central hypotonia you will see the involvement in the brain structures brain stem structures or your spinal cord structures okay basically what happens is in the extrapyramidal system the cerebellum is the major area which is concerned about the tone of muscle okay so what happens whenever there is a deep nuclei of the cerebellum which is involved that time that uh, muscle tone will go for reduction in a tone okay now exactly what happens is i'll teach you in a brief like what is the exact mechanism that happens at the brain level so in extra pyramidal system the deep nuclei of the cerebellum which is responsible for maintaining the tone how so first of all there is a stretch reflex at the muscular level at the peripheral peripheral system level so this stretch reflex will send the efferent inputs to your uh, to your cerebellum now the cerebellum will fine tune your movement and it will control the tone of a muscle and then it will send the efferent output to your fusimotor system fusimotor system is nothing but your extra fusal muscle fibers okay so once these muscle fibers are getting contracted or getting input from the cerebellar system they will start showing the tone that is the resistance to your passive movement okay now whenever this deep nuclei is in the cerebellum they are affected they cannot send the input or uh, they cannot send the output to your stretch reflex are you getting it mm -hmm. so what happens is when this circuitry that is the cerebellocortical circuitry that is affected that time you will see the low muscular tone that is the lesser resistance to your muscle tone this is the proper neurophysiology that happens at the brain level okay and when this thing gets affected that kind of hypotonia is termed as central hypotonia that is the cns or the cns structures are affected so that is called as central hypotonia and this is the most commonest type that you see in the kids and hypotonic cp is the one of the example of central hypotonia in which the hypotonicity of a muscle will be very very less you can say it is a mild kind of a hypotonicity but at the same time the primitive reflexes that is the developmental reflexes which are there they will be affected as well as the typical feature that on observation you can notice is thumb in okay thumb palm uh, thumb in the palm attitude okay so this is the very clinical uh, you know clinically evident observational feature for your hypotonia that is particularly for the central hypotonia so what happens when the child is seen with a thumb in attitude okay and the reflexes that is a deep tendon reflexes is hyperactive or it can be normal also okay 
so if you are seeing any symptoms out of this and the child has hypotonia on passive movement you can term that child hypotonic child or else a central hypotonic child okay this is the commonest type which is prevalent and what is the difference between the central hypotonia and the peripheral hypotonia if i would like to emphasize upon that then the peripheral hypotonia is when your peripheral system peripheral nervous system you can say when your nerves are affected when your muscles are affected or when your neuromuscular junctions that are affected okay so this can happen in any kind of a nerve injury or this can happen following hypoxic ischemic encephalopathy also which is the commonest kind again okay but this is the commonest feature for any kind of a muscular muscular dystrophies okay so again uh, along with the central hypotonia peripheral hypotonia is also prevalent or also easily seen in the society but compared to the central hypotonia peripheral hypotonia is comparatively less and a rare kind of a condition okay now if we talk about the difference in the symptoms in both of this then the central hypotonia as i said the reflexes might be hyperactive or it can be normal but here it will be underactive okay so the deep tendon reflexes if we talk about here it would be very very less or underactive the commonest feature that you will observe here in the peripheral uh, kind of a hypotonia that is nothing but your fasciculation okay so muscle fasciculation is you know kind of a involuntary movement which is seen on the muscle belly or part muscle area that fasciculation is the characteristic feature for your peripheral hypotonia now there is third category of a hypotonia which is called as a mixed kind of a hypotonia where you see the symptoms of central hypotonia also and you see the symptoms of peripheral hypotonia also okay so these mixed hypotonia is basically seen when there is lysosomal uh, you know uh, under activity or malformation kind of uh, uh, system which is affected that time you will see the mixed kind of hypotonia okay so this is the broad classification for your hypotonia coming to the symptoms that you will notice when the child has hypotonia so basically because of the low tone in the muscle the child is not able to resist the gravitational force which is coming on the body that's the commonest and the most uh, you know difficult complaint which is coming from the parents that the child is not able to sit the child is not able to stand the child is not able to walk okay so these are the activities which in which the child has to fire the muscle anti gravity right and these kids will have problem with the anti gravity control basically so that's why the uh, the commonest complaint is they, they are not able to resist or they are not able to protect their body against gravity understanding next is they there would be postural instabilities okay the muscles are not able to fire the muscles are not able to control the body okay that's why you will end up seeing the postural instabilities in this kind of uh, kids and there would be decreased movement decreased spontaneous movement as i said the muscles are unable to perform against gravity the muscles are unable to initiate the movement against gravity and that's when you see the difficulty in the spontaneous movement basically all of these factors together can end up 
having the child delayed in the milestone or delayed in the development are you getting it so that's the commonest feature or commonest problems which the child with hypotonic uh, you know hypotonic muscle tone they will be facing okay coming to assessing the child with hypotonia i would say there are di different methods to assess the child with hypotonia if you want to say on observation how you can you know on observation how you can say that the, this child is hypotonic so that is a commonest Uh, you know finding that you will see the first one which i say thumb in the palm attitude okay that's the one second one is on observation when you observe the child the child will look flabby okay the child will show frog leg attitude that means the the abduction okay at the hip level that would be very very much high that compared to the normal age my children okay so there would be frog leg attitude where the hips are abducted and externally rotated okay knees will be bent and the ankle will be seen plantar flexed okay so that is the attitude and commonest attitude that is seen that will be a pot belly the because the abdominals are also going for the hypotonia so there would be a pot belly the child will show with the protruded lips okay if the child has oral muscles which has gone for hypotonia okay if there is hypotonia for the eye muscles the 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 child will show extruded eyes eyeball will be extruded okay so this is the commonest features of a child with hypotonia so on observation if you want to say that this child has hypotonia then this kind of attitude you will be able to notice in the child okay then coming to the next stage of the assessment that is on palpation if you palpate the muscle of the baby with hypotonia the muscle will feel flabby okay and it will be easily movable there won't be some kind of a bulky feeling that should be coming from the muscle uh to have a normal tone or a normal resistance kind of a thing so that muscle will feel very much soft and very much flabby kind of attitude okay the next thing of the assessment that is the examination part so if you want to examine the child with hypotonia then you can have fast passive movement assessment in which you will see that the resistance is not coming which should be not which should be normally coming from the normal muscles so that won't be present in this kids who have hypotonia okay so the, these are the commonest feature one more important thing that i want to emphasize over here is there would be rebound phenomenon which this kids will be showing what is rebound phenomenon so when you try to move the limb or extremity of this kids when you are performing the movement at end of the movement the child cannot control the child's muscles are not able to control against gravity so there will be overshooting of that particular limb okay because the muscles are not able to control that is the rebound phenomenon and that would be seen in this kids with hypotonia okay so uh, briefly we'll come to the uh, you know treatment part of hypotonia so in the early stages uh, in the early stages uh, you know first of all after the assessment you will categorize uh, this hypotonia into three categories like mild moderate or severe okay depending upon the severity level you will see the management okay so what is mild mild is there would be just the problem with the initiating the movement against gravity okay 
in moderate cases the child would be uh, you know there would be decrease in the tone for all the muscle that is the axial muscle and you know the central that is the trunk muscle the abdominal muscle the core muscle basically okay so these muscles will be weak or this muscle will show decrease in the muscle tone okay in the most severe one all the muscles that is the peripheral muscle the central muscles all the muscles have gone for reduction in the tone as well as the child will not show the movement against gravity the child is not able to hold against gravity any movement okay so these are the three categories that you will you know categorize into after uh, first assessment your initial assessment okay so uh, when you will try to discuss the treatment you need to consider which category of the classification of hypotonia the child falls into okay so i will brief out the you know hypotonia management from the beginning of the years okay beginning of the life okay so in the early stages if the child shows a low tone or poor resistance of a movement then we can uh, definitely start the early early intervention that is your kangaroo mother care okay keeping the keeping the child over the mother's open chest so that the uh, you know they share that connection and that warmth and that again can be helpful in improving the posture of or or the security feeling that the child can get after that particular kangaroo mother care okay the next one the next treatment i would suggest is swaddling the baby okay swaddling will again provide that comfort to the baby and next thing that it will provide is it will provide it will prevent the extraneous activity or extraneous movement which is happening at the different joints as i already said uh, we are seeing frog leg attitude in the child right the child with the hypotonia so here it, in the early stage if we take care of a child with the swaddling with proper swaddling that excessive external rotation as well as the adduction can be prevented and the child can have you know the child can have range of motion or the muscle strengthening in a particular ranges so that this extraneous movement in the later stages can be prevented okay this uh, again this swaddling can prevent uh, you know the, uh, the this swaddling can be you know effective for the you know better sleep in the child as well as the better growth uh, as we already know if the child sleeps better the proper cns development can happen and the child ultimately can have a proper growth and the development in the later stages of life right so again this swaddling can be effective for both the ways that is to promote the proper growth as well as to prevent you know extraneous activity or movements that is happening at the joints right the next thing i would suggest is massage okay in a uh, proper pressure with the firm pressure if proper massage of the different muscles are been given in the child in the early stages that can again improve the muscle tone okay so for hypotonic kids massage firm massage deep pressure massage this kind of a massage is very effective following the swaddling of a baby okay so these two treatments will go hand in hand and it is found to be effective okay another thing we need to focus is before the child turns age 3 okay that is the 3 years of age when the child crosses before that 
that that encourage to participate in the proximal control or proximal strengthening okay uh, i would i would i want to emphasize one important line over here is one thing that you all the therapists should keep in mind is when the proximal control is better the distal control can develop more easily or in a more better way okay so uh, always and always in the early stages focus on the central control that is the axial control of the body in which you need to strengthen the core muscle in which you need to strengthen the trunk musculature okay so once the child gets the proximal stability it is very easy to get the distal fine motor activity okay so first focus on the gross activity or the axial control by strengthening methods okay this strengthening can be given in the of uh, in the form of positioning or in the form of use of a you know uh, you can take bolster you can take uh, wedges okay different sizes wedges and you can take some kind of uh, you know uh, you know uh, the bozu ball okay that can be used or the therapeutic ball vestibular ball that can be used to give different positioning and that will help you to develop the central stability in the child okay as the child ages what you can give is you can give different positional activities which will focus upon the distal extremity control okay and it will be more uh, you know it, it 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 is it should be more focused to improve the postural stability of a child because in the early stages we are focusing on the gross motor or the central st strengthening of a muscle so later on in the you know later in the life you should be focusing on the postural stability activity which can which can be you know activities on the bozu ball or acti uh, activities on the wobble board balance board okay these kind of activities can be trained in the later later in the stages if this child these childs are more prone to have you know uh, joint hypermobility okay so this child should be uh, trained for mid range control okay and the eccentric training as they have a problem with the gravitational control so eccentric training and the mid range control is very very important plus one more deformity or one more uh, you know fluctuations that you will see uh, that the most commonest one is hyperextended gait okay so that time again the braces can be given okay or uh, you know orthotic support can be given to overcome that hyperextended knee so that it cannot and it cannot you know further damage the postural uh, sequence in the child are you understanding so these are the few points that we should consider when we are treating a child with hypotonia another thing which is most important all the therapists will focus on the motor things of a child but you should be training sensory wise also to this child okay so sensory inputs such as quick uh, you know quick uh, stretches tapping of the muscle okay and uh, giving different you know different kinds of a sensory input in the form of a vibration in the form of a stretching okay this should be given to the child okay in the uh, in, in order to you know improve the facilitatory input to which is which are coming from the muscle that should be improved at the peripheral level 
that's when the central circuitry can be formed again and it can be made more matured enough okay so both both the ways the motor as well as the sensory development both are necessary for this hypotonic ct okay so when you are focusing on the motor part I'll, i would suggest that it is mandatory to focus on the sensory part of a child also okay the third and the important part of a management uh, in the hypotonic cp as i already said this kids can have problem with the hypotonia of the oral cavity also okay so there with the use of finger parents can be taught or as a therapist you also can be treating the child by giving sensory inputs that is you know Uh, giving the uh, giving the uh, the pressure the deep kind of a pressure to the muscles of the oral cavity yeah. with the use of a finger or the with the use of a hand okay and that could be promoted in the child always before the meal that is uh, the lunch time also and the dinner time also before the meal that can be you know uh, incorporated in the therapy session or that can be taught to the parent at home and that will again improve the tone of a muscle of the oral cavity okay so 3 to 4 sessions of uh, this oral rehab that can be incorporated along with your or uh, sensory motor rehabilitation of the hypotonic cp okay so these are the few things that you need to consider when you are taking care of a child with hypotonia okay yeah. i hope you liked it and this was informative enough uh, yes it is a short uh, topic and a short conversation but for more details you can always check my blogs where you will find all this information in detail that is on tinyers.blogspot.com thank you wonderful wonderful